Hey everybody, it's Monday at 6 o'clock. You're listening to Mutiny Radio, FM and .sf, either way. And it's the Joke Workshop, yay! I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. And we're going to have a lot of fun today. And we're going to take notes and pay attention to everybody. And it's going to be great. And we have new jokes. I have, I'm actually, I feel terrible for everyone in the community this week because I'm going to run the set. I'm going to be running the seven-minute set that I want to do at Punchline that I wanted to do last night when I wasn't chosen. I'm going to be running it all week at every single show. You want to go first? So that when I actually get up there, everyone's going to be like, oh, God, we've, we have this memorized. You can say the jokes with me. Uh, your first comedian of the day, uh, he's a wonderfully talented man with not just spreadsheets but words and jokes and uh, he's starring in a one-man play coming up at piano fight called father-daughter dance right now you get to see him put your hands together for tim taylor yeah thank you thank you november 2020 piano fight correct so uh, i saw my daughter this weekend and uh you know when she was born i was in the delivery room there and she came out it was a really emotional moment and I was not prepared. I looked at her. She has this thing coming out of her belly button. It's, a, it's the umbilical cord. But I was not ready for it. I was freaked out. It was like two feet long, you know what I'm saying? And like I, I, she thought that she, she would be like a tin can, like I could talk to my ex-wife through her. I leaned over her. I was like, hey, honey, okay, congratulations. I'm going to go get Taco Bell down in the lobby. You want a Mexican pizza? Talked to my daughter. I thought she could hear me through the umbilical cord. I thought I was like play jump rope with the umbilical cord. It's just two feet long, you know what I'm saying? And it's, but that my, one of my key questions was like, um, how does it go back in? It's like one of those black line things that at the airport that if you take out, it flips back in. I didn't know. I didn't know it was supposed to come out. But uh, anyways, you guys are into a bunch of dudes talking about umbilical cords. Come on, one gay dude too. <laughs> I tell you, man, I was like pulling the umbilical cord out like one of those clown handkerchief things. But when the time came, the, do- the nurse came up to me and said, would you like to cut the cord? I was like, first Comcast, now this. <laughs> Thank you. I got a laugh out of the front row. Thank you. No, but it was, it was like, I, I didn't know what I was doing. And it's like when I walked up to cut the cord, it was like I was trying to defuse a bomb like I was in Hurt Locker because I was so scared. Like, if I did cut it wrong, my daughter would explode. I was, like, sweating as I went up to it, cut it. And then when I finally cut it, it was like I was opening a mall in Millbrae. Thank you. Welcome. (laughs) But I cut it so long that, like, my daughter ended up having, like, an elephant trunk out of her tummy. Anyways, okay. Speaking of uh, umbilical cord, (laughs) that's a whole set on the umbilical cord, Mutiny Radio Nation. You guys seen a, I saw a picture of a uterus recently, like a diagram of it. It looks like a, a karate kid, like all up like this. Fallopial balance. Sweep the vulva. Sorry. Uh, so the other night I was out at a uh, singles party and uh, I met a woman and I was eating julienne carrots. You guys know what julienne carrots are? Yeah. <laughs> we do. So she said to me, because I was eating the carrots, she said, are you vegetarian? I said, that's preposterous. And when I did, a julienne carrot rooster-tailed in the air perfectly, and as it was getting closer to her, her mouth opened. And it dropped in her mouth. 
And she was horrified. Luckily, she was a vegetarian. Our first date was wonderful. Hey, can somebody help me understand why uh, guys lie about their height on, um, on dating? Why? Peter, why? Got it. They're into tall people. But the problem is, they show up and they're looking for Steph Curry. They're getting Muggsy Bogues. Oh, <laughs> no Muggsy Bogues fan here. Anybody know who Muggsy Bogues is? So they, want, they, want, they want Kevin Garnett. They got Kevin Hart. Yeah, there you go. How about, yeah, that's a good one. So, and the women, the women lie about their age. Women lie about their age. I want Kathy Ireland. I am getting Kathy Bates. Oh, how about that? Uh, those are my new jokes for tonight. Thank you very much. That's my time. Clap your hands together for Tim Taylor. We've got notes. Uh, Peter has some things to say. When you do, I like the line about it's like it's like I'm opening a mall in Millbrae. Put like follow up tags on it. Like what is it about? Like what is it about? the umbilical cord that is like opening a mall in Millbrae. Like a mall in Millbrae, it's gotta be real fucking terrible and sketchy, right? I feel like, like is Millbrae not of, good, is it? There's a lot of strange liquids. Yeah. There's a lot of there's strange a lot liquids. of errant blood. Like yeah. why, why is this blood a here? Like, a lot of like accidental bodily functions yeah. coming out all at the yeah. same time. Like that's what I imagine at the mall in Millbrae. Yeah. Uh, I would, um, since you're especially when you talk about a woman's body for so long you can make it topical and say like i'm just like the supreme court i have a lot of opinions on on on, on birth on childbirth which i can't do but i watched my wife do and um if if you set it up a little bit i mean just because it's topical right now right and then you did get to the at the beginning i wrote oh with the umbilical cord i hope he does something about a magician and you did it with the clowns pulling yeah. ubiquitous um scarves which I think is really funny. I'd slow it down and do more act outs with all that stuff. Um, and like, yeah, was it rip court keys on chain? I don't know what that means. Right, right, right. That's what I was, I was trying to, th I couldn't remember what that's called when you're a janitor. Like when you're a janitor and you have all the keys on the ring, you have a billion keys and it's like shrink, shrunk. Yeah. And then um, with your daughter's belly button um, dick, you, a trunk thing, I would, you didn't have enough words in there, but there was, or you sped fast, sped past it too fast. Cause it was funny. The idea that she has this long, like umbilical, you, you just sort of like, you said uh, elephant truck and then you sort of sped on. And I was like, I, I was like, wait a minute. That was really funny. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Ian Langlands. Um, dance back. Ladies and gentlemen, Ian Langlands. Oh, thank oh, you. Langlands. Being introduced for comments. Um, I think, uh, <laughs> I think something, I, 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 you know, like the drain snakes they have, like to unclog your thing is like, do you just, do you tie it to the end of a drain snake and just shove it back up in there? That's what I thought. You don't have, you don't have to do that, but I thought that was funny. Uh, can you remind me of the thing about the umbilical cord in the mall again? I, I, cause I, I was going through my notes. I probably wasn't listening to it. Just what was the gist, gist of it? How so? Oh yeah, yeah. That didn't try. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think maybe some specifics could help with that. Maybe it's just me, but I mean, you could be like, oh, I'm, uh, 
uh, maybe something about like I'm the mayor opening up or something. I'm the mayor. mayor. And also mayor like you're, you're expecting the scissors to be way larger. <laughs> you know those giant scissors? Some specifics to, to create the imagery. Because I didn't track with it, but that was also what I was half. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. Awesome. Thank you. Clap your hands in a wild slappy like motion, everyone, for Tim Taylor. Yay! <laughs> Unleashing his superpowers upon the world. Okay. Uh, actually, your next comedian, I'm going to miss him so much when he moves to New York, which is happening in like. 12 days are we counting down am i right i'm so sad you're leaving but i'm so glad that when i go there i'll have someone to hang out with um everybody do you want notes or no yes he wants notes everybody put your hands together hey no of course of course of course of course you have time put your hands together for peter struckmeyer Hello. All right. I've been watching a lot of movies lately, so we need to talk about all of them. Okay. I watched Everything Everywhere All at Once. Have yeah. we seen this movie? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Just you? No one else has seen this movie? Oh, my God. Okay. It's amazing. So here's what it's about. Okay. Asian lady owns a laundromat. She needs another loan from the IRS people. So she goes to the mean tax lady Deirdre to go get more money. But when she's in the elevator with her husband, her husband becomes possessed by the other dimension and tells her that you need to think about the janitor's closet because if you think about the janitor's closet, then you'll be able to fight evil. And so while the mean tax lady Deirdre is like talking about the taxes, she thinks about the janitor's closet and then she gets like kung fu powers and she punches Deirdre in her big fat whore face. But... The other thing that's weird about it is Deirdre's not only the bad guy, but there's another dimension in which they all have hot dogs as fingers. And in the dimension where she has hot dogs as fingers, Deirdre is her lesbian life partner. So she's having an affair in another dimension with where basically they just eat like each other's hot dog fingers with like relish and mustard and they like caress each other with their feet because their feet are their hands. And anyway, so back to where she's in the real world where she's punched Deirdre in the face. Then the security guards come and, but the thing is the security guards also want to get into another dimension. So the security guards, the only way that they can get into the other dimension is if they fuck a little like trophy that's sitting on the office like a dildo so you have all these security guards who are going like bam bam like trying to get on it and then this huge samoan guy just does this like maori sprint into the air and just like leaps and is like holding his thighs like this and sinks the landing onto the trophy perfectly up his ass and he gets up into the other dimension and the whole thing is that the villain of the story is actually the lesbian daughter not because she's a lesbian but just because like she's the lesbian daughter evil like, the mom doesn't accept the lesbian dollar, which is ironic because in the dimension with other with hot dogs as fingers, she's a lesbian with Deirdre! Woo! What a fucking movie! Wild. Movies are wild. Okay, this is the thing. Have you ever re-watched a movie that we all just loved from, like, a decade ago only to realize it didn't age well? Anyone do that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I rewatched Avatar last night. Like, this is not that long ago, 2010. All right, and we thought this was the best special effects that we've ever seen. I'm watching this movie, and they're subtitling those blue alien people with font that I could make in like Microsoft Paint. This was like the most expensive movie of all. Like, they had to like 
default on the budget deficit. Like the recession was caused by like the budget of Avatar and all you could fucking get out of that was Microsoft Paint. You know what else didn't age well? Avatar doesn't pass the PC test. Not in 2022. No, in the beginning, there's the mean army general who's talking to the, to the main character and he calls him a limp dick science major. He was paralyzed in a wheelchair. This guy called a paralyzed human being a limp dick science major in a Disney movie. And 10 years ago, we didn't fucking care. We were just like, yep, that's what we see at Disney movies. But he puts that dick to good use because he ends up having like virtual sex with that like blue person with no gender. Like it was an avatar where they invented they, them pronouns. Like isn't that how that started? I like I don't watch movies the way everyone else watches movies. Okay. For instance, there's another night I wanted to watch a really lighthearted rom-com. So I'm on Hulu, I see that there's a movie, I watch the trailer, I'm like, oh, this looks cute. It was a serious movie about gun violence. I watched that shit for an hour and a half as they followed the events leading up to three separate mass shootings like, oh, can't wait to laugh. I am a gay man who watched the lead up to the Pulse nightclub shooting and I was like, can't wait for the punchlines. Like, oh, and do you know how I finally figured out it wasn't a rom-com? At the end, when they all got shot. That, and then they went into statistics and like, phone numbers of congressmen you could contact. And that was when I was finally like, hey, that wasn't that funny. And I explained this to a friend of mine the other day. And I was like, no, 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 we'll watch the trailer. You'll see what I mean. Trailer gave it away. That was all about gun violence. I don't know how I misjudged this scenario so badly. Like the trailer has Barack Obama giving a eulogy for the victims that have fallen. My dumbass was probably just like, well, that Obama guy, he's usually pretty funny, right? You know, he's always cracking jokes when he's talking about terrorism and Iraq and I don't know. I needed some limp dick science major to explain that movie to me. <laughs> I'm Peter. That's been my extended time. Yay, Peter. I'm going to miss you so much, Peter. It's going to be awful. Yay. Yeah. Yay. Um. I would with that with that movie with the guns. I would put that in the context of Netflix and chilling with some dude or something. I would okay. I would like make a little lie, but yeah, it's, give it a little give it a little story because that, that would be really funny if you're like Netflix and chill. You put on this thing, it's gonna be funny, and then it's <laughs> like, and you're like looking at it and you're trying to, and then you kind of look up because maybe you're busy with other things. Yeah. Anyway, I thought that might be funny if you put it in a date. Okay. And that that was a gem. The Avatar. I think Avatar was where they created the they them pronouns. <laughs> and that Cronenberg, yeah, well. that Cronenberg movie. What was the? That, it was amazing. Whatever oh, everything, you, everywhere, all at once. I, now I have to see it because it, I'm like hot dog figures. That the, whole thing. They have like, they have hot dogs as fingers in a dimension. It was beautiful. I want to see it and now. They, like, it eat was each so funny. Hot dog fingers. 
ridiculous. It was so ridiculous. But if you ever do that again, the recap, because it's so funny. But didn't you do one with the Versace movie or something? Oh, with House of Gucci, yeah. House of Gucci. So like, I feel like those two could be together in some kind of movie set. Yeah. But that, that was wildly entertaining. Oh, thank you. Uh, my advice would be to move to a smaller town, you know, that's not going to eat you alive. <laughs> Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I was. Uh, I, uh, I was just gonna say. I don't know what to. I, I, you know, we have such different voice. I don't even know how to address your jokes. They're all, they all seem perfect to me. Okay. Uh, great job. I'd maybe gay it up just a little bit yeah, more. Little bit more. <laughs> uh, but other than that, that's it. Fantastic, though, buddy. Hot I'm gonna miss you. Hot Here you go. Fingers are my favorite delicacy. Yeah. Uh, I. Uh, the movie's amazing. That was a really funny summary of it. I. Th I think actually, I would like to have heard you. Call back to the hot dogist figures when you're watching the uh, oh. story about the killing. Like, when's the guy's hot, hot fingers going to contain the hot dogs? <laughs> and then I, th I think I also would like to have heard you, um, like, if you're talking about sex digitally, like, somehow call back everything everywhere all at once. Yeah. Like, just say, oh, that's just like the earlier version of everything everywhere all at once. Did I miss any funny details of that? I saw it like a week and a half ago, and I uh -huh. feel like. I was too lazy to actually Google like all the weird shit that happened. Those were just the ones I remember. Well, <laughs> the part where it. she has to like say I love you and mean it, that was fucked up, man. Yeah. There was like some and, and the Google eyes, you didn't really talk about the Google eyes. Oh, the Google yeah, eyes. The Google eyes was Oh, and when they're rocks too. Yeah, there's when they're rocks. There's a dimension yeah, where they're just rocks and they're yeah. just rocks what, sitting there. What is this? What what is what platform is this streaming on? Because I have to I have to watch it. It's AMC. Yes. Oh, it's streaming. You have to go see it like you have to go watch it in a real It's so fucking worth it. Get 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 really high. That won't be an issue for you. And go see the movie. All right, I got shrooms in my backpack. I think also. Oh, it would be really good on shrooms. I think also the other thing about the way they have the household where they speak Chinese sometimes and English sometimes might be funny. That's the other thing I think of. Yeah. And by the by the and by the way, the little kid from Indiana Indiana Jones was in it. The little Asian kid from Indiana Jones was in it. Oh, and and yeah, he's in it. Fucking crazy. And the guy from. Uh, Mr. Jones, uh, Mr. Jones. Uh, big, time, big Trouble in Little China, wasn't it? David Lopan from that. Oh, yes. I yes, love yes, Big yes, Trouble yes. in yeah. Little China. That is a great movie. Yeah. Put your Hi, hands Arthur. together, everybody, for Peter Struckmeyer. We're going to miss him, and life's going to suck without him, and it's going to be really difficult, but we're going to miss him. It's going to be great. Yay. All right. Um, your next, your next comedian. Uh, he's such a, he's such a joy and a wonderment, a gem in the community, everybody. Put your hands together for Dan Lewis. Yay. <laughs> Hey, thanks, guys. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, I ran into that movie that did not age well the other day, um, Birth of a Nation. <laughs> Have you seen? They got, uh, it's black and white, no sound. Talk about, also the message was very fucked up. I didn't appreciate that. I'm going to take one minute less because I'm straight, so that's good. <laughs> very straight. I deserve it. I realize I've been doing, speaking of that, I realize I've been doing too many uh, open mics. I uh, was getting a lap dance the other day, and at the end of the song, I was like, two more minutes, because uh, I bought a beer. <laughs> so that was cool. She was like, what? That's just for the comics. Uh, anybody else have trouble uh, spelling the word diarrhea reliably? I can't, I feel, I feel like I need my phone to help me with that one every single time. So it's kind of a shame, because if you have to spell diarrhea, usually it's kind of an emergency. Right, diarrhea, very tough to spell, but very easy to do. Poo, very easy to spell, kind of medium to do. Constipation, you have plenty of time, and that's kind of medium to spell. They should align these words a little bit better. Diarrhea should be the word for constipation. 
Constipation should be the word for poo. And poo should be the word for diarrhea. That's all I'm saying. When you go in the emergency room, they give you the questionnaire. What's the problem? You're like, oh, P-O-O. Cool. I was hanging out with some friends not too long ago. My backyard. Uh, one of my friends, I had this problem. One of my friends kept using the N-word. Now, the problem, he's a black guy. So he's allowed to use the N-word. That's fine. My friend's Marcus. And Marcus, you're not supposed to say somebody sounds white, okay? But my friend Marcus, let's just say he doesn't sound obviously urban. He's a little, you know, and I have high fences in my backyard. So as far as the neighbors are concerned, they're just hearing what they think is an all-white hootenanny happening in my backyard. So I have to find some way to let the neighbors know that it's okay. Audibly, you know? So I'm like, uh, hey, Marcus, uh, forgot to wish you a happy Juneteenth loud as I could. He was like, dude, it's February right now. What are you talking about? I'm like, oh, that's in June, huh? I didn't realize that. He's like, why are you being so weird? I'm like, because you're definitely black. <laughs> okay. Cool. I uh, love technology, uh, but sometimes a little, like, I, I hate getting old because of my technology is the face ID recognition on my phone. It won't recognize me for the first, like, 15, 20 minutes in the morning because I just look that fucking bad that it just doesn't, it has, makes me type in the code. So I decided to reset the face ID, like, right when I woke up just to, like, get it to do it. And then uh, the other day, uh, my phone was unlocked. My friend's basset hound walked by it. Okay. Cool. Woof, indeed. Um, but yeah, technology. I do like technology. People, I don't like sometimes they complain about it in weird ways. Like the other day, someone's like, ah, you ever heard anybody say this? They're like, oh man, I hate that I have to rely on my phone to get around. I used to know how to get around. I used to memorize directions. Now my phone just tells me, I hate that we rely on this thing. It's like, isn't that good that you have the extra brain space now that you can use on other things? You could say, imagine saying that about the toilet, you know? Ah, I hate that I rely on this thing. I used to find a good spot, dig a hole, shit in it, cover it all up. Now I rely on this thing, just to make it go away. Thank you. Uh, I never ask people what they do for work. I think it's a rude question, right? Because work sucks. And a lot of people hate their jobs. I hate my job. You just met somebody, you're asking them about the least favorite part of their life. That doesn't seem right, does it? And a lot of people are jobless, actually. A lot of people have no job. The real unemployment rate is something like 15 or 20 percent. If you knew that 15 or 20 percent of people were, say, uh, incels, when you first meet somebody, you'd be like, hey, nice to meet you, Frank. Uh, what do you do for sex? All right. Lost you on that one. I figure if people want to talk about work, they'll bring it up themselves. You know, I just ask them what they do for fun. They'll bring it up if they want to, and usually it means they have a great job. People with great jobs love to complain about them. People with shitty jobs know not to bother. Right? People will be like, oh, whatever you do, don't become a corporate lawyer. It's the worst. But if you're like a freeway toll collector in Indiana, you don't bother telling anybody that that job sucks. They already know that. But you come home from work, your wife's not like, ah, oh, how was work today, honey? You're like, well, you know, that was actually pretty bad. I was in a tiny little room, exchanged a, a bunch of change uh, hundreds of times in a row. It was very monotonous. I said, have a nice day. I didn't mean it. Breathed in a, breathed in a bunch of exhaust. Uh, whatever you do. Don't become an uh, Indiana freeway toll collector. It's not all it's cracked up to be. Thanks, you guys. Dan Lewis, yay! I gave you an extra minute, too. But we're not giving you comments because you're perfect. I like the new um, joke about the toilet. That's new. That's, 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 no, it's good technology toilet. I like it.
Yeah. Um, cool. You don't get you don't get comments. Sorry. Unless does anyone have any burning comments? Uh, you do. He does. It, he's burning. I have like two. I'm burning. Um, your thing just. I'm gonna go in reverse order because you just said it. The thing at the end about like, oh, well, that would be like if you were like, hey, like. How do you have the sex like from the get go? That's essentially what people do when they're like, "Oh, I just met someone. I assume he's gay." There's something there, like in the sense of like, "Oh, if you meet someone, you're like, oh, this person's gay." Like one of the first things on your mind is like, "What do you do for the sex?" Okay. Food for thought. And then I think the toll guy, a bad day at the toll. I feel like would be if someone just gave a lot of pennies instead of like, <laughs> like a bad day at the toll is not like, oh, it's monotonous. It's like someone gave like I don't know Canadian dollars or something. Right, right. He had something else I wanted to comment on, but I forgot it. But apparently, okay. I'm not doing comments. So, Tracy has some stuff. Um, back to the learning how to do sex joke. Um, yeah. uh, yeah, I. There's something there with learning. Like every with every new person you meet, you have to learn how to sex them correctly. It's not like a one. Like you don't know how. To, you can't just like learn how to have sex once and then not. You know what I mean? There's something there. My my goal of that joke is to tell a joke about the work thing more so than the others. Like that's another joke. That's great. Maybe training what on I the really job. Maybe is... maybe link it back to training on the job. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. No. No. I will. I will. <laughs> I'm just trying to take it in. Very quick one. I, I think when you're doing the, the the hole digging thing, you should call back the diarrhea bit. Uh, oh. Yeah. I also wanted a birth of the nation callback when you did the Marcus bit. Oh, okay. But yeah. I thought of it on the spot. And then yeah. I also we just need to comment on the fact that you went from talking about getting a lap dance to diarrhea with no transition whatsoever. <laughs> excellent. Style, excellent segue. <laughs> yay, Dan Lewis, yay. Yay. And then yay. Yay. Okay. Hey, hey, next up, um, I'm glad he's back, everybody. I haven't seen him in a couple weeks. Put your hands together for Deep Ponchu. Yay! Hey, everyone. How's it going? Yeah, when I see around, I see a bunch of privileged Americans. I don't see any immigrants out here. I just want to complain how long and confusing the immigration system in the US is. Like in Canada, you just go and live there for one year, you get a permanent residency, and you survive that cold weather for three years, you get a citizenship. But here, the wait time for Indians to get a green card, uh, anyone wants to take a guess? 80 fucking years. Yeah, it's a 80 year long way to get a green card for the US. I don't know whether I'll probably die first or get a green card. It's a race between those two. A lot of surprises, but no laughs, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and like without boring you guys with all of the details, you have to go through like several different levels of immigration. And it just goes like F1, H1, CPT, OPT, EB1, EB2. It's a fucking Japanese game show out there. Even I don't know what status I'm on right now, but I'm surviving, I guess, for a couple of more years. There's only two ways to get a green card really fast. One is to get a Nobel Prize, which obviously I'm not gonna get. <laughs> and the second one is to marry an American woman which I'm just afraid of. Like, I don't want to 
or rather i cannot marry a black girl they are just way too confident and loud for me <laughs> also like i don't <laughs> i don't have a yellow belt so every time she would roll her eyes i cannot just go and attack someone that was a will smith joke but fine and uh for white girls uh, we just got to know that every time you get into an argument with them she just goes and shit on your bed but but to her defense <laughs> but to her defense she had just had indian food that day so johnny depp must have thought of a day of getting into an argument with her and throughout this 80 years long wait we just keep on paying taxes to the us government without any representation does this remind you of anything taxation without representation the boston tea party and you don't want a bunch of a million of indians going on a tea party we'll just replace your coffee with tea everywhere and we'll hang up our liberty bell in fremont or new jersey yeah i uh, yeah i guess that's all i have for today yeah. thanks deep yay yay has there ever been a nobel prize for comedy probably not Uh, I, I can't imagine there would. Um, who won a Nobel? I mean, is there? Co did Cosby win a Nobel Prize for comedy? Okay, you're joking. Okay, I, I'm so dumb and gullible. I'll believe anything you tell me. Like that, it takes 80 years. Um, it does. I'm not joking. That's no. That's I. I believe you. Um, surviving three years in the cold in Canada. That's like, it's like. 80 years in American time, right? Like three years in the tundra in Canada. Fuck that shit. So it's a long time, three years. But um, when you did that big string of letters, I would add some silly things in there, like THC, BBW, uh -huh. like um, silly, silly things that S and M. Or yeah. that's always my reaction when friends of mine are like, "Oh, I'm getting my like whatever visa." I'm like, "I don't like. Are you describing a strain of weed to me? Like, it's yeah. always yeah. like I never follow it. So I'm so glad you did that piece of it. And I agree. Yeah. So add that in, and then. Um, That, I think that's all I have. I like I liked the premise, the the premise on that last one with the and now it's out of my head because I'm smoking so much weed back here. Uh, the premise of the Indians, the premise of the Indians that you're an Indian, but it was Indians, but they're Native Americans yeah. and you're an Indian. That's very funny to me. There's something I mean, like there's that's a it's a little it's a ripe little nugget to play with. Just that Indians tea party you like and Indians drink a lot of tea because of the British. Yep. And it's the dig it off. Ah! Okay. Yeah. I'm, That I like that concept. Any other comments? Hi. Yeah. Um. I, I when you I like when you, I think you missed an opportunity when you're like the, the two ways you can get into America is if you um either win a Nobel Peace Prize or you marry an American. You'd be like, I would much rather just try to get the Nobel Peace Prize. <laughs> like I better start learning chemistry or something because I don't want to do any of this. There's a place to put. I don't know if you want to put that before you go through all the win or win it, but I think that could be a good yeah. thing to say. That's Thanks. Uh, I like the idea of uh, instead of saying 80 years, maybe say 70 years, and then link it to dog years. Uh, be like I link it to, link it to dog years, oh, okay. and just say I die, be re reincarnated. I'll be, I'm more likely to die, be reincarnated seven years later, be a dog, and actually get become an American than I am to be an Indian who becomes an American. Yeah, it is like. Don't die. Uh, quick, quick, quick like a bunny. Okay, no. Uh. <laughs>
<laughs> Put your hands together, everybody, for Tipachu! Yay! 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 And then, yay. Okay, so we don't have comments until number 14, so everybody can relax. Uh, and we're just going to laugh, and everyone will know what jokes are funny because we're laughing. <laughs> um, your next comedian, it was so much fun to see him at the punchline last night, running by with his little plastic gloves on, and he's like, I'm cooking everything, and he made all the pizzas, and it was really awesome. Put your hands together for Jared Senna. Yay! Yes, that's right. I'm the punchline cook, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Depends. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, everybody. <laughs> Anyways, I just lost my virginity, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I was actually really insecure about that part about myself for a long time, but now that I finally did it with myself, I have even more insecurities about myself. I'd much rather be known as the guy who's still a virgin than be known as the guy whose nipples covers most of his chest. <laughs> that is inappropriate. Not for free. Not for free. Uh, no, just kidding, but you know, I'm 23, I'm a little late to the game, but I, uh, Finally got the courage to uh, go down to Tijuana during the nighttime. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, it was actually totally unexpected how that whole thing happened. Like, I wasn't planning for it at all, but, you know, uh, I lost my passport at the end of the night, and I needed to get past the guards at the border somehow. <laughs> I really like that bit. I'm going to work on that bit. <laughs> it's a fun bit. Okay, um, <laughs> I'm from San Diego, actually. Uh, it's, it's really fucking hot down there. It's really hot, which is I like San Francisco. Um, uh, San, like, I'm, not, I'm actually white. The San Diego sun just barbecued me Filipino. <laughs> yeah, but no, now we're all good in San Francisco. Instead of hot weather, we got homeless people and electric scooters. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Just like Daniel was saying, like, work does suck. I hate when people ask me about that. It's like, dude, people can talk to you however they want, and you're expected to just take it. Not me, dude. Like, I snap back, all right? Someone had to tell that 12-year-old I was tutoring to shut the fuck up. Oh, my God. Five minutes into tutoring this little shit, and he calls me a horrible tutor. I'm just like, kid, you know how much fucking weed I smoked before this tutoring session started? I'm sorry I forgot what a metaphor and simile was. A lot of people give me shit about that because they're supposed to be like, Jared, they're younger than you. You're supposed to be the bigger person. First off, most 12-year-olds are already fucking bigger than me. <laughs> Guys, I'm small. If I was a car, I'd be a Hot Wheel. You guys heard this bit a thousand times. I don't want to go down this. <laughs> We're going to do other stuff. Hi, Amy. Hi. <laughs> okay. 
That's all I got. Give it up for Pam Benjamin, everybody. Jared Zinna, everyone. Yay. Yay. And his new haircut and his new pants. And, and, he, and he's right. Um, you can give him comments if you want. Yeah, he, he, he burned a minute, so tell him. Yeah. Yeah, he, he, he gave up a minute early. Um, I keep telling you to do the, after the Tijuana thing, you got to just be like, I, I fucked border security, guys, okay? I'm not proud of it. You just, you just got to go into it. Because yeah, yeah, I yeah. think, especially if it doesn't get the laugh that you want, you can just like break the tension with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, But you don't have to. No, no, I, I did just use it. I did use it. Like sure last did. last open mic I was at. I just want everyone to be witness, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Ian gives really good comments. He helped one of my jokes out really, really, really a lot. He yeah. changed the whole opening. Yeah. He did. No, I did try. It did work. He I just forgot it in the moment. You're, I love I love what Peter said. He's like it's. He just said it, a quote was this is my favorite. This is my favorite version of this. But yes, I like this new Jared. This new like sort of. Less aggressive, like you, you're yourself, and then you act out the aggression, and then you're yourself again, and it's like so. It's almost like when you're like, so it gives you the ability to like be aggressive, because then you you're like, no, look how likable I am, and I'm just chilling and telling you a story, and then you're like, I told him to shut the fuck up. <laughs> so it, you know, it instead of it being like I have all this energy, it's like you're controlling your energy and using it at appropriate firsts, which I appreciate. Okay, yeah, trying to work on that. It's good. I think you can play with a bit about the big nipples. So like you, you start off saying like, so you can be like, you probably heard that I just lost my virginity. Like say like you lost your virginity and then that they started spreading that rumor that you have big nipples. You can kind of play those together. Yeah, I feel it. Clap wildly, everyone. Thank uh, you, everybody. Yay. <laughs> Gotta say those pizzas were looking good as they were walking past me last night. <laughs> He's doing a great job. Doing the Lord's work. Your next comedian. I'm so excited that she's here. Clap your hands wildly for Tracy Wynn. Everyone talks about ghosting, but no one talks about haunting. Uh, has anyone ever been haunted? Haunted by your ancestors? I don't know why I looked at you, but... Okay, sorry. Somehow I sensed a little bit of trauma emanating from your, from your vehicle, but... Uh, I, I, I like haunting. Um, I guess it's like another word for stalking, but uh, I hold on to people. Um, What about, she's, she's, she hasn't responded to your unsolicited dick pics in the DMs, but I'm a poltergeist knocking shit over in your home and your shampoo in the shower while you're taking nudes. I'm looking paler than a white Buddhist cutting eye holes in your satin sheets. I've been haunted by past mistakes. Um, AKA trauma, AKA personal cautionary tales. Um, what about that one guy you met abroad seven years ago while teaching English in Seoul who continues to wish you a happy birthday on Facebook? Or what about that one friend you had a public falling out with, but when your mother died, planted a tree in her name? 
under cryptic. I'm Joe, I'm Joe DiMaggio sending roses to your tomb stone every year till I died. So haunting's cool sometimes. Haunting, uh, ever been haunted by dairy? Anybody lactose intolerant? That fucking sucks. <laughs> A2, A2, lactose free milk. Thank me later at Costco. Um, I'm here haunting my exes, you know, uh, building an altar around their passport photos, burning a lock of their hair, repeating incantations so they fall back in love with me. Helping them grow and take their e-commerce biz to the next level. Um, I'm haunting you with an aggressive email marketing campaign. <laughs> Trying to get you to sample my SaaS product. I'm haunting you with that one memory, well, that one time when you got too vulnerable on Twitter and went on a 10-tweet dedication to uh, alternative nut milks. And Apple, after a couple of zannies, you got placed on a few spam lists, got calls from China. Um, all right, I'm that one bag of salami you accidentally ate right before your six-hour mushroom trip. <laughs> Gave you a tummy ache, bitch, haunted you. I'm that jealous plant that wants your body to be vegetarian before going into a ceremony. That was just a reminder to fast before taking ayahuasca. All right, you've been a great audience. Thanks so much. Hey, crazy win. Oh my God, we're not doing comments, but I just want to say you're a poem. Like if, if that was memorized, I would be, I would, I would have been on the floor crying. It's so funny. Like you're just so original and weird. Like I was in a good way, in a happy, awesome, tickling, beautiful way. Uh, but that it was, it felt like you were a poem. Uh, but a funny one. Your next comedian. I'm sorry, guys. I'm really high right now. Uh, it's like egregiously so. Your next comedian. He's one of my favorite people in the whole world. Put your hands together for Ian Langlands. Yay! Hello, everybody. Uh, little known thing about me. One of the things that I think makes me interesting is that I, I play the drums. I, I play the drums. I know a lot of you, not a lot of you know that. It's cool. It's a cool thing to bust out at parties. You know, it's a cool thing to be like, hey, I play the drums. And they're like, yeah, that's cool. But the thing about playing the drums is like, you can't prove it as a skill, you know? Like, I could be at a party and be like, I like magic, and just bust out a deck of cards and start doing a trick. But I can't be at a party and be like, hey, I play the drums Anyone want to give me a ride to Guitar Center? Uh, I want to play something on the d display kit, you know? Even in terms of instruments. Like, you could be at a party or something and play guitar, and you could, like, move people to tears. It's like, even if I were in this scenario where I could play someone the drums, they're not going to, like, have their heartstrings tugged on when I'm like, check this out. <laughs> you know? It's not, a, it's not an elegant instrument, I don't think. I have this... Uh, anybody got, like, a... Like they're a residential homeless person. Does anybody have one of those? Then you live in the TL, so <laughs> you got the whole corporation. I there's this guy. 
he lives right by my house. Well, lives. Uh, <laughs> he is in this place. Every morning, he's in the same place. He's screaming at people. He screams at people. And every time I get back home, he's still screaming at people. And then at 8 o'clock sharp, every night, he disappears. And I'm like, I feel like if homelessness was a job, this guy is, like, grinding so hard. Like, <laughs> you got to give him, like, some respect, right? Also, he goes somewhere else. It means he doesn't live where he's screaming. So it's like he wakes up every day and he's like, I got to get to work and I got to go to this corner and scream at people. I feel like I appreciate that a little bit. You know, like he's consistent. Do you think he's like, I've been screaming at people in this corner for years. It's my time to be promoted to the marina. I feel like I should be screaming at people out there. I've done my due diligence. I used to, I, I used to, you know, I, I used to work downtown sometimes. Sometimes I have really late shifts. I get off at like 3 a.m. I get off at 3 a.m. and I'd be like on market. And, I, and one time I was like, I'm just going to walk a little bit because I, I, I just decided to do that. And I walked and it was, the streets were flooded with homeless people. It was crazy. But not one of them talked to me. Not a single one talked to me because they were all off. They were all off the schedule. That's what I'm, th I'm thinking. Homeless, this is a job. That's what I'm thinking. They were like, I don't got time to ask for money. I got to, you know, I don't know what they do. There's something maybe there. I, 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 I feel, you guys like representation? I don't know how to start this joke ever. <laughs> no, no, representation is good. Some representation feels a little um, unnecessary. I feel like there's some things that it's like, doesn't really seem, like I don't think handicapped people are celebrating how many cartoons there are of, there are of them in like high school textbooks, you know? So many. Like, do you think like a kid in a wheelchair is opening it? He's like, wow, I finally used this as the example for grassroots campaign in an AP Gov textbook. <laughs> I don't think they're counting that as a W. I don't know. Part of my ignorance. I don't know. Is this something that, like, I don't know what they're called, the National Handicap Society? Do they funnel money into that? Do, do, do they funnel? They're like, all right, well, we've installed um, parking spots at every Safeway. Uh, we got... Drake on Degrassi, we're doing well there. And uh, you know, our uh, high school textbook numbers are looking really good. They're looking good. Uh, okay, that's all I got, thank you. Can I get comments too? Can I, is that okay? Cool. Yay, Ian Langlands, yay. Yay, Degrassi, the Drake. That's a great deep cut. Go ahead, Dan. Oh yeah, uh, the one about the, the homeless guy, like they're off the, they're off the clock. Yeah, it's kind of like I think that's like if you tie it into uh, like a maybe union maybe, okay, uh, or you could or you could something about like the t overtime type jokes. You know what I mean? Mm. Like if I I get asked for donations and a half if I ask at three a.m. Okay, right? Because <laughs> you get yeah, time yeah. and a half. Time and a half. Right? <laughs> oh shit! And there was another one too, and I forgot what it was. The uh, late that last thing, whatever. God damn it! The handicap. Yeah. Uh, if someone came down from a uh, like if someone came down from another planet and looked through our textbooks. They think that the, that a quarter of our our planet is handicapped. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. I like the the idea of you can't make anybody like emotional until you play drums, but yeah. maybe there could be until I play like X, like like the drum solo from In the Air Tonight. That mm -hmm. makes people emotional. But yeah. other than that, everybody just thinks like this is way too loud right. for this party. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, you're ruining the party by trying okay. to. Anyway. Yeah. That's the in the air tonight. That's the it is. I work in TL. I love working there. You work in the TL? God bless you. <laughs>
I didn't sneeze. Maybe. Um, <clears throat> but I remember somebody sitting there yelling, yelling. That car was passing by, and somebody threw a water bottle on me. It's like, shut the fuck up. Uh-huh. And I had to look around because it was funny as hell. Yeah. Because they hit him right there. I was like, did anybody else see that shit? Uh-huh. There was a painter. And then we were just laughing together because he was the only one that saw it. Yeah. It was messed up stuff. Right. But but it was funny. Yes. It was funny. Are you suggesting I throw a water bottle at this guy that lives in my neighborhood? Yes, he is. Yes. Okay, good. Yeah. Did you have a comment? Was that you just wanted the anecdote? Yes, it was just a story. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. If you want more from TL, I've got plenty. Cause oh, oh, oh I, boy, do I. <laughs> uh, we it's like a bad, it's cla- like walking. We got to finish up. <laughs> thank you, though. Thank you, thank you, for Ian Langlands. Yay. Yeah. All right. Your next comedian. I'm so excited that she's back. Um, yeah. And in, in the room. And yay. Put your hands together, everybody, for Hillary Lannon. Woo. Hey, guys. I've missed you all. I haven't been here in a while um, because I got a new job. I got I got accepted to the league. Do you guys know what that is? <laughs> it's like it's like the second best like dating app. So it you, it's like so prestigious. Well, obviously they've really come down on their standards because I just got accepted. But you have to con- you have to connect your LinkedIn to it. Like they need to vet you on that. But it's not Raya, which is really like the the cream of the crop dating apps, which is like what the celebrities are on. So I'm still on the wait list on that one. Um, but I've decided that uh, I'm going to make make dating a priority um, because I am going to die single. And it's going to be one of those things, if I don't, I mean, um, where like when I die, it'll be a situation where they'll only discover that I'm dead because the neighbors will complain that there's this horrible smell coming from my apartment and I'll have been dead for 10 years. And the problem, or 10 years, that's a really long time, like 10 days. I don't know how long it takes for a corpse to start smelling. Um, But, and it's not even like I have a cat that would just eat my corpse and at least make good use of it. Like my dog is missing half of her teeth, so I would just be rotting there and she'd be sitting there really sad next to me. Um, That's a sad story. Uh, so I've decided though that I, the reason why I figured out why, why I'm single, it's because of the fact that there's plastic. Plastic is the reason why I, I'm single. I mean, I think it's the reason why most women are single these days is because basically they make single serve dinner products now and they don't need women to cook for them. So, um, so there's really no purpose for me to like anyone to date me. So. So, because they can just feed themselves. Like, I was thinking about this. I was like, how, like, if Trader Joe's didn't exist, I mean, Trader Joe's is basically cockblocking me, I think is what it is. It's um, because it's like, I was thinking about, like, Jesus Christ, how did they feed themselves before, like, before Trader Joe's, basically? And it's like, if you think about the fact that people used to have to, like, grow food and, like, cook it from scratch and, like, you know, that's like an all-day endeavor. Like, when you do that nowadays, you're like, oh, it's a special occasion and I'm going to plan my whole day around this. Whereas, like, you know, who has time for that shit, right? So if Trader Joe's didn't make delicious mushroom fettuccine pasta that you could just pop in the microwave for in three minutes, not even, like, six minutes, it's not... 
I mean, it's so fast that I think that I would still have a partner. But <laughs> I don't know if this is, it's, it has nothing to do with the fact that I'm totally inept at flirting and have to complete fear of uh, emotional intimacy. Nothing to do with that. It all has to do with Trader Joe's and their prepackaged foods. Um, yeah, so that's all I've got. Because anyway, I'll let you know when I get on Raya, though, and tell you which celebrities that I match with. On the league, I will tell you that I've matched with, like, so far, like a Harvard, or not match, they've given, they serve you only three, three like, profiles a day. And um, one of them is like a Harvard PhD guy, and like the other one is like the president of some company. And I'm just like, oh God, uh, they really have brought down their standards if they're letting me on there because they're uh, anyway. I haven't even updated my profile. I did actually get a real new job, and that's why I haven't been around. Um, yeah, so maybe next time I won't be around because I actually am dating somebody. Okay, probably not though. <laughs> Yay, Hillary Lannon! Yay! enjoyed that set very much you're so vulnerable i want to know about these weird dating apps i don't have I've never it's um they would never accept me that was lovely uh cl that was awesome yeah your next comedian put your hands together for newman shake Yeah, hey guys. I don't have a cold, I just lost my voice. I got tested today, so don't worry, I'm not gonna kill all you guys. Uh, there's a baby here, that's cool. I, no, it's very fitting, because I wrote an abortion joke this morning, and <laughs> I don't know what this means, but sure, yeah, let's let's do it. I don't know, I, th I feel, if they're getting rid of abortion, I feel like they should also get rid of child labor laws. Like, I think that's, you know, because if they're going to force a woman to have a baby, I think they should, I think she should get her money's worth, you know? Like, I think. <laughs> also, like, if life begins at conception, that kid chilled, oh, he he spent a lot of time in the womb. I think that's that's enough. Put that kid in the factory, like, right now. Just, okay. Yeah, that's right, no. Uh, I, I need to be more direct with people, I've realized that, because my roommate, he was taking up too much space in the fridge, and I didn't want to tell him that directly to his face, so I told him, that's a lot of food for one person, and now he has an eating disorder, so that's, that's a new problem. I oh, know, it's okay, my roommate deserves it, because my roommate's kind of stupid. Um, like, I remember I was telling him I was kind of depressed, and he was like, Newman, if you're depressed, just smile more and have more fun. <laughs> and I was like, that is horrible advice, you know? I don't know, I feel like telling a depressed person to smile more is like telling a homeless person to just check Zillow more often. Like, that's not the solution. I do live in San Francisco right now. I like living in San Francisco because there's a lot of diversity here, you know? Like, there's a, a lot of like, gay people, trans people white people, that's all the people. <laughs> <coughs> but it's cool seeing them all come together and hate poor people, you know, that's so, so interesting. Sure, yeah, capitalism. I, <coughs> I don't know, San Francisco getting kind of crazy, like they're gentrifying crackheads now, that's how insane it's getting. 
Like, like usually when I walk past crackheads, they're yelling about stabbing people and shitting in places they're not supposed to be shitting in. But I was walking past a crackhead today, and he was talking about his favorite kombucha store. And I was like, how's a crackhead making me feel broke? That's new. <laughs> Do you still care about Ukraine? Like, is that, is that on the top of your mind? Yeah, you. You're a better person than I am. Because I cared about Ukraine for like three hours. Because the day Russia invaded Ukraine, I got a parking ticket on the same day. And I was definitely madder about the parking ticket <laughs> than I was about Ukraine. I guess I'll end with this. Um, you, think, you think ISIS is jealous of COVID right now? Because first of all, COVID has a cooler name. It killed a lot more Americans. And they are, it, it, did, it did that with a cough. ISIS made beheading videos. They used like Adobe Pro, I think. Like it looked, it looked like a lot of work. Somebody just fucked a bat and brought down America. That is, I think that's how it started. Goodbye, guys. Newman Shake, everyone. Don't tell a depressed person to smile. It's the same thing as telling a lady to smile. I love, that's like the worst pickup line, right? Like, hey, you dropped something. Your smile. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Your next comedian, what a funny young man. Put your hands together for David Samuel. He's outside. Somebody yell David. David, yay. (laughs) What's up, everybody? I got hit by a truck today. That's why I'm all fucked up. Yeah. What? (laughs) What's funny, because I was actually coming from a Planned Parenthood after testing negative for herpes. And this is like God's revenge in a weird way. All right, so what am I going to do with my new no herpes freedom? Probably get hit by a truck. That was my first move. Um, what's up, everybody? Let's see. Let's see. What am I going to... Uh, this is a weird one. I have back hair. No, I, it's an otter, I believe. I'm too s- small. Okay, anyways, I have back hair. And I feel like when it sticks out through my shirt and I'm like talking to women, they just hear like monkey noises coming out of me. Okay. Um, here we go. This is half baked. Open mic. Uh, let's see. 27. I've had 29 different jobs. That's the real number. It's a lot of jobs. You got a baby there? What's his name? Her name? Yael. Yael? All right. So is that. <laughs> That get, just say it. Yep. So is that a boy's name or a girl's name? I don't know. Is it a Hebrew name? All right. Are you Hebrew? Are you Jewish? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's San Francisco, dude. People. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's cool. You gonna raise her Jewish? Yeah. That's cool. You should do that. You should. I guess I, uh, only reason I'm in this country, actually, my grandfather escaped a concentration camp. That's how we got here, right? And then uh, my dad was, like, still afraid of Hitler, so he didn't circumcise me. That was kind of the thing. He was like, because where else is he going to put his schmegma? That was his thinking. <laughs> but, um, okay, he liked that. But, but I was raised Catholic, and uh, now in my hometown, I was the only Jew. I was the only Jew growing up. Well, there was one other Jew at my high school. It was my brother. Uh, it was just us two. <laughs> it 
it was just us two. But we're Catholic. That was like a weird, it's like a weird identity thing. Neo-Nazis really like me for a weird reason. But uh, okay, anyways, they're fascinated by like a Jewish Catholic person. But I was raised Catholic. Now I live in a big city where people like Jew check me quite a bit, right? Like uh, they say David Samuel, pretty Jewish name. Are you Jewish? And I go, yeah. And then they Jew check you a little bit, right? They go, well, what, was, what was your rabbi's name? Yeah. And it's like for me, it was uh, Father O'Hannigan, right? It's like I don't... Yeah. <laughs> there we go. All right. The fuck was I talking about? What's up, Dan? Uh, yeah, I've had a lot of jobs. I had 29 different jobs. Someone told me recently that's two standard deviations away from the normal. Uh, I don't exactly know what it means, but it does sound better than telling people I'm a loser. Like it just has a little sweeter ring to it. But I have had a lot of jobs. Uh, a lot of shitty jobs. It's really easy to get a shitty job. Like I worked at a weed shop for a while and people asked me, how do you get a job at a weed shop? It's pretty easy, just don't wear a suit to the interview. That's really it. They're like, stained t-shirt, welcome to the team. All right, uh, it's not a great job though. All you really do most of your day is you just give people shitty medical advice while the Grateful Dead plays in the background. That's mostly the day, okay. Um, but yeah, I've had a lot of jobs. I worked at a Carl's Jr. for a long time. The manager at the Carl's Jr., one time a childhood friend of his, of his pulls up into the drive-thru, and he goes, I hear him exclaim to him, he goes, I told you I'd run this bitch one day. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like so jealous of that in that moment. You know, it's like, man, I wish I had dreams. You know, <laughs> holy shit, okay. Especially achievable ones, like a manager of a Carl's Jr. Like, I could definitely do that. Um, all right, let's see. How do you keep your pubes, sir? How do you keep them? You're a bush man, you shave it, what do you do? You keep them in a jar? That's funny. Keep them in a jar. Me, I gotta keep them long, because I've trained myself now. I can only come if a girl goes <laughs> Okay, that's really gross, but okay, thank you guys so much. David Samuel, he's alive. I'm glad you're okay. I can't believe you were here. Did you lose anything, like a tooth, or did, is your nose okay? Everything's fine. Did you break anything? No? Okay, well, you're walking. Oh, my God. Get on Medi-Cal like the rest of us. Come on, poor people. You just have to jump through some hoops. I'll help you get on Medi-Cal and food stamps. Uh, your next screen. Yeah, hey, guys, if you really, if, you, if you're, when you're poor, like, you really can get services from this. I'm on food stamps. No shame in the game. But everyone deserves food and um, health care, and Medi-Cal is pretty cool. No, we, <laughs> we don't deserve it. I'm sorry, he was hit by a I was hit by a, a, a car, and I survived too, but it was a year ago, and it's not very interesting. Your next comedian, put your hands together, Amy Stringer, yes! Uh, I say you can be the president. Hello. Um, I uh, am tapering off of Prozac currently. Yeah, thank you. Any any other people on antidepressants? Woo! I'm I'm on Prozac. What are you on? Oh, nice. Yeah, Lexapro, Zoloft, Wellbutrin. I've been on all those. Yeah, um, ADHD is my current DSM five diagnosis of choice. But I'm always on the lookout for new ones. So if you know any good ones, let me know. Um, but the reason why I'm tapering off of Prozac is because I really want to add crying on cue to my acting resume. And it is kind of hard to cry when you're just a tiny bit dead inside. It is also hard to come, but that is a whole different resume. <laughs> 
So I got this app called Planta. Anyone know that app? It helps you take care of your plants. And yeah, it listed my skill as hopeless. And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. My succulents are thriving. We don't talk about the herbs. They're always like, I'm thirsty. It's too dark. I'm like, do I have to do everything around here? Be more like your brothers and sisters. Ahem. Um, oh, I, so I just got a performance review at work. And I know, they were like, I had to ask for my per performance review. Uh, she just like, my manager forgot to, just didn't do it. And I was like, are you gonna do that? And she was like, okay. And she told me, she was basically like, I'm doing an, ad you're, I'm doing an adequate job. Like, that's basically what they were saying. And I was like, I agree, considering all the nothing I do for you all day. Like, I'm really getting my 10,000 hours and just fucking around. <laughs> Um, it's kind of like when I got a three on my AP calculus test when I dropped calculus halfway through the school year, senior year, and I just wrote, this is Sparta on one of the pages. <laughs> that was a trend going around <laughs> my year. <laughs> what? 300? Different test. Um, what else? Oh, um, okay, so I was, I was thinking about, like, how, you know how Richard is, like, you call, it's like a nick, like, Dick is a nickname for Richard, and I was just thinking, like, what if just names, the nicknames, or, like, just other, other names, like, oh, I'm, I'm Stephanie, Taint for short, <laughs> <laughs> I'm Frederick, but you can call me Balls. <laughs> Dan helped me with that one. Thank you, Dan. <laughs> um, yeah, that's it. Thank you. <laughs> Yay! Amy's trigger. See, everyone's being so helpful. Ian helped me the other day. He comes up to me and he says, Pam, I know you don't like comments on your jokes. And I'm like, whoever said that? I never said that to anybody. I, I like comments on my jokes. And he gave me a great tag. So, And it made my joke a lot better. Put your hands together for your next comedian, everybody. It's Kyle Morrissey. Yay! Thank you. Um, I'm a skinny white dude. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. And you know what? And you know what? You know what? It's our time. Yeah. It's our time. It's about time. Uh, I am a skinny white dude, and I'm weird. Uh, that's not a good combination these days. That's not. Someone was staring at me the other day and finally just went, Timothy Shalla McVeigh. <laughs> And I was like, damn, I got to stop getting high and staring at my reflection. <laughs> and I'll show them. I'll show all of them. Um, <laughs> no, straight up, sometimes people say I have serial killer vibes. And in this day and age, that's a relief. Because they could just go for the lowest hanging, for, you know, like school shooter. But I hear serial killer, and I'm like, oh, good. You think I'm still capable of intimate one-on-one -on -one connections. That's great. That's good. That's good. Um... I uh, 
I think porn is a vice. I think pornography is a vice, and it needs to just regulate it. Like, you can't get it uh, up to a certain age. And then once you're old enough, just do it socially. Just do porn, you know, like alcohol or cigarettes. You know, just do porn socially. Like, I really think it has a lot in common with things like that. Like, porn and, and booze, for me, were similar in that, like, too much of either, and I, I can't get an erection with a real person. I... <laughs> It's just and all I can do is suggest more of the same thing. It's like, hey, how about we put on some brazzers and you peg me with this bottle of vodka? Uh, g gasoline, gasoline is so expensive that I pump it like I'm taking a piss. I'm just like shaking it, like, come on, get every last drop. Let's. Go. I'm grabbing that like rubber accordion foreskin part of it. Just like there's nothing in here. Don't leave anything in here. Right? You notice that every gas pump is circumcised. That's what I've realized. Kind of makes you wonder who really controls the oil. No, I'm moving on. I'm moving on. I'm moving on. I'm moving on. Um, speaking of anti-Semitism, this is my impersonation of an anti-Semitic Beyonce concert. Ladies, who runs the world? Hey, whoa, take it easy. Whoa, chill. Beyonce. <laughs> Buddha. Um, Buddhism. I don't think Buddhism gets enough shit because, you know, it's all about giving up your worldly possessions and, and not having anything. And, you know, it's, it's suffering with nothing. But uh, Buddha was fat. How does that happen when you're homeless? I don't understand. I, the only thing I can imagine, he was just stealing other homeless people's food. And I like to think he was doing that, and every time he did that, he'd be like, you know what they say, life is suffering, and they'd be like, no one says that. Who says that? You're literally the first person who's ever said that. <laughs> okay. Um, Morrissey, last name, like the singer, less racist. Um, less racist. Uh, and, you know... You know how Morsi has a fan base of Latinos? He's like he's like weirdly popular amongst the Latin American community. It's like this odd phenomenon that music heads talk about a lot. And how am I how am I going to get this out? Um my I, my the way my name is spelled, his name has two s's in it. Mine only has one. And I'm Irish. And so the way that an Irish person would explain how my last name is spelled is exactly how my Latin American fan base relates to him. Like, hey, one less S, eh? All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Yay, Kyle Morris, the ending on a pun. Yay, yay, and then yay. Uh, your next comedian, he's one of my favorite people. Yay, he's such a nice, wonderful human being and so very, very funny. I got to do a bunch of shows with him this weekend and he was great. Put your hands together for Dan Britton, yay. <laughs> I have to stop walking up on the stage before she like says my name, because one day I'm going to be like here, and then she's going to be, give it up for Denise Lee, everybody. I'm going to be like, fuck. <laughs> uh, I've, I've noticed that on CNN, it doesn't look like, like ISIS or Al-Qaeda has bought a new cell phone for their videos in the last 20 years. Like They're still like decapitating people now, but they're shooting all these videos on like the original Motorola Razor. Like, like these, <laughs> okay, let's move on to something else. Why don't I look at some ideas, okay. I just, I was distracted by um, the baby that's in here the whole time because she's just so cute. 
And you're a total pro dad, my friend, because you would take the popcorn, put it on his shoulder, and then the baby would pick it up off of his shoulder and eat the popcorn. So imagine my view when there's a baby picking popcorn off of her dad's shoulder. Kyle is up here talking about Brazzers. I was just, <laughs> it was a weird moment for me to be in. Pranav, I see that you, your, your shirt has been affected by supply chain issues. They were just like, oh, we don't have enough fabric to make two shirts. <laughs> Let's just make one shirt out of two different fabrics. <laughs> I've seen that happen with pants. I've seen that happen with hats, everything these days. People walk around like, yo, these hipsters better watch out for me, bro. <laughs> Putting all of you on constructive notice, I'm coming for the belt. You know what I mean? Half elastic, half leather. What you know about this life? <laughs> Sorry, that's, that's how I think people need to be tough. I'll say it, there's too many Dan's doing comedy in the city right now. <laughs> no, 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 and here's the thing. Here's the thing, I'm the first one to go, like, easily, like, like, I like Dan Lewis more than I like myself. I should, I should clarify that. <laughs> and Dan Aguinaga has a kid, so that means he's been laid at least once, which is more than I could say for myself. So, so I'm going to have to go. Uh, Dan is such an annoying f name, too. The vowel in it is too long for the consonants that are there. Dan! <laughs> Dan! You know what my least favorite part of my life is? Was whenever I check my voicemail and it's just 50 people, hey Dan, hey Dan, hey Dan, this is Jim. Hey Dan, call me back. Uh, I'd rather just go drown if that's okay. I'm not calling anybody. <laughs> okay, all right, lost everybody there too. What was I gonna talk about? Oh, I went to uh, Beta Breakers this weekend. That was really fun. I just, I have to say, uh, old men, who nobody wants to see naked need to really get the message. Like, like you're 75, every inch of your body is wrinkly, your hair is gray, and, and what's their logic? Like, oh, I'm just gonna go stand out in public with no clothes on. This is gonna be awesome. No, it's gonna be horrifying. Um, the last thing I wanna talk about, well, I just want to talk about my family a little bit. I work with my family now. Um, we have a family business where we take care of people's apartment buildings. And uh, it's really hard to quit your family business. Like if, it, like if my dad is giving me shit and I'll just be like, hey man, you're an asshole. Fuck y'all, I'm out of here. I'll see you guys at mom's house on dinner for Sunday. <laughs> I messed that joke up, but I feel like you guys context clues you'll figure it out anyway <laughs> party on everybody and stop racial hate in america please for the love of god dan britton one of the thousands of dan's doing comedy in san francisco right now one day we know we should just do a show with all dan's that would be funny wouldn't it is there is there a girl comedian named danielle anyway i'll think about it <laughs> I'd say put them all on a show together. Your next comedian has a baby strapped to his back. He also would like comments. So put your hands together for Adam Rubenfeld. I thought Samuel sounded Jewish. Hi, everybody. 
Uh, I know I haven't sat down. So this thing where you just sort of dance around is either if you're a father or a tweaker. There's a lot of corollaries. I don't know if I should just talk louder so you can't tell when I'm farther away from the mic. It's like speed. If I go under like five bobs a minute, then she explodes. So um, obviously, uh, I have a baby. This is Yael. Uh, she already has a club name because she's cooler than me, so she's Why Is She? As in, why is she so cute? Or why is she here? Because fucking childcare is a terrible epidemic. Uh, so uh, I, I have a, I started being a father when I was young. Like I was 25. So I have an 11 year old right now who's about to be 12. I know, that's your brother. And I got a nine-year-old, and then I got this one-year-old. See if you can tell why. My two boys are blonde as shit, and then uh, her is, uh, no, like her, her hair is curly like I wish mine was. Uh, I'm also going to have another baby in September, so I'm either the most like virile or viral Jew, depending on how you view our people. All right, let me see if I can, if I, if I do this. Is this better? No, it's curled. All right, there, we got the thing. Okay, so. So I'm obviously in a poly marriage because I uh, am living in the East Bay. You guys ever have like threesomes? Ever had that in your 20s? No? I am talking to the wrong crowd. No, I figured comedians, you guys are just way steep in pussy. <laughs> or, your, or your chosen fluid. I'm not going to fluid shame. Um, when you're 20, you, if like people want to have a threesome, all you do is just look at each other across the room, lock eyes, nod, and it's ba-da-ba-ba-ba, I'm fucking it. But when you're 30, you're going to have children in the mix. So one person instead of the designated driver is like the designated like, jacker. Just like someone has to watch all the children while everyone else fucks and then go to the bathroom and like cry and masturbate which is usually me, yet I still keep getting people pregnant. Um, it was very strange because I was trying to put this five-year-old down, and the only thing they liked was Curious George <laughs> on an iPad. Now, we were living in an apartment on Mission Boulevard in Hayward at the time that was just two bedrooms, uh, not very thick walls, and I had three kids in there. And uh, we were listening to Curious George, but I could hear some of the other noises seeping through. So I'd be like, no, George, that's too many donuts. Ah, oh, fuck. And that's, when, <laughs> and that's when the man in the yellow hat said, coming. <laughs> I've, been, I've been trying to throw around, like, what's a funny, like, sexual saying to to say for 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 the the thing like i i have the the man the yellow hat which in my head i'm just hear will ferrell say he's coming i don't know did you guys see the movie that was good she doesn't like that joke so basically uh i'm still considering myself a new comedian even though i've been in and out of the scene for a while um i don't know i have that new comic smell uh i, I wouldn't exactly uh you know put a finger on what it was but it's not something you would hang in your car. Like it's probably like a mix of Funyuns and Desperation. Something like that. All right. That's it.
<laughs> I have no transition. Keep it going for Adam Rubenfeld. Um, you want comments, so you get to stay up there with your adorable baby. Dear God. Uh, the father tweaker premise is great, and I think you should always perform with your baby strapped to you. Because when you talked to her and said the jokes, it, that was so funny. Uh, it was just, it was when you were like, you like, it, it was, that was just really endearing. But the father tweaker bouncing thing was really great. You kind of slid over saying you put down a five-year-old. And I know you're saying put down to sleep, but oh. like you just kind of said it sort of in a haphazard way. And if you're going to use the term put down without sleep, you might, you could, you have a joke in there. Um, and the new comic smell for you must be baby vomit, no? At this point, yes. Yeah. Uh, but that was great. Uh, it looks like Ian has some comments. Uh, uh, I, I think it could be funny when you're like, uh, so you have kids, right? And you're in a polyamorous relationship. You're like, the, the number one issue I have is like, I don't know if any of these kids are even mine. <laughs> right? Because you're in the polyamorous. You, you said that, right? I did. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's a funny, it's just like, like I'm taking care of this kid. And I'm like, I'm like this kid's starting to look a lot like Roger. I don't know <laughs> if I want to keep feeding it. You know, something like that. I don't know. <laughs> I like that. I don't know if this is necessarily to make your joke funnier, but I was left with a lot of questions around like the dynamics of your polyamorous relationship and like how many moms are involved with like the four kids. And okay. So, so, but that's like, I think like, I don't know. There might be a way to provide a little bit because you were just like, Oh, so the way you have so many kids is you just have a polyamorous relationship. I'm like, wait, what? Like, and so, so there's like more detail or color. I think that could be added to like build out the story. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If so. I was good enough to have a 10 minute set, I could probably have that as be like a long leading story into a punchline. Mm -hmm. I'm not there yet. <laughs> well, and I think also now that I'm thinking about it, like the whole like, oh, in your 20s, you just like look at each other and like, I mean, I've never had that situation happen. <laughs> Usually I've had to be like hammer drunk to have any sort of like multi-partner sex situation. But I think there's like that. And um, there was something else that you mentioned that I was like, oh, that's you could delve deeper into that. But I lost it. So. Very That's interesting, okay. though. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested in the poly relationships, too. I'm like, oh, my God, people have, people have interesting sex. It's a lot of juggling. <laughs> and not just balls. The yeah. thing with, like, the also, like, the whole dynamics of, like, how you have to have child care, basically, when you're, like, like procreating, I guess. <laughs> like, you're busy. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's definitely a premise there that you could be like, oh, we're busy watching children while we're making more children or something like that. <laughs> Start a sex cult. Tracy has some comments back here. I just wanted to let you know that I called child services on you. So they're on their way. That's it. Not again. <laughs> All right. That's great. Clap your hands together, everybody. Adam Rubenfeld. Yay. All right. Your next comedian has been super patient this whole night. Just chilling around. Put your hands together for Devontre. What's up with y'all? Um, so I have had group sex before. I wouldn't get too excited though. It was in the metaverse. It's not as cool. Um, it's great until the end because you realize it's just you and six of your closest friends moaning in each other's ear to you climax in unison. That post nut clarity is insane. So everyone here knows what post nut clarity is, right? It's like right after you fuck something, you like rethink every single decision you've ever made in your entire life up to this point. 
And then for like two minutes later, you're like, I'm going to get better. I've never gotten better. In fact, I've only gotten worse. But I do, I do know how to defeat post-nut clarity. Um, it's called premeditated disgust. <laughs> it's where I hype myself down for a week beforehand. That way, nothing can stop me. I'm already in the pits. Um, so I recently came out as asexual. It was an accident. <laughs> One of the homies asked me why I don't flirt with women at bars, and it just felt a whole lot easier than saying I'm a shy adult. <laughs> so as a shy adult, obviously I don't have any kids, but I have like nephews, and like I don't really know how I feel about them because like they tell me they love me, and I fuck with them, but I barely know them. They can switch up at any moment. That don't work. I'm gonna have to work. That <laughs> but yeah, I, I do fuck with one of my nephews. He's like three now. He's cool with people's. Um, he's trying to break a family curse. So my mother named me Devontre because she wanted me to be a gangster. She wanted to make sure my name looked terrible on every resume so I could never get a regular job. <laughs> it's so bad when I got my current job. She said, oh, I'm so proud of you. I just wish you were cripping. <laughs> but my sister, she's trying to break that curse. She named her son Frederick. Y'all ever met a toddler named Frederick? <laughs> we got to stop giving these kids these grown man names. Like Frederick, Eugene, William. These names are like the American version of a knighthood. You got to be like 30 in the master or something to earn that name. We got to give Frederick a nickname, but... I'm very afraid, like, being black, that he's going to get a nickname that will not look well as an adult. Like, I got a homie that's 30 years old. I still call him Beanhead. <laughs> Imagine being a grown man at work and somebody call you Beanhead. You can't do anything professional as a Beanhead. What else do I got? Cool, I'm glad. I, can I take feedback instead of this last minute? <laughs> Devontre, everyone, yeah. That's a fantastic set. You made us all laugh. You kind of changed the, the room there for a second. Uh, there, does anyone have comments? Or do you, do you have any questions you want to ask us specifically? Since we, did, we didn't know to think about comments. We as in me as in the queen. Oh, well, you... I don't remember the jokes I told. You were great. <laughs> Fucks with the kids, there yeah. There was one that didn't work that I don't remember. Which one? Oh, with the kids, uh, you were you're saying you... Um, oh, the night. No, you, it was the one where you were like, uh, I don't even know these kids. Oh, like, yeah. I don't trust... I, I think it's funny. I think if you just play into it more, you're just like, can I even trust this guy? Like, does he have my back? Stuff like that. Uh, I don't really have any... I just thought it was, like, really just... A, I feel like you went all, explored all over the place of, like, who you were in those, what was it, three minutes? I just, I think every joke, to me, every even the ones that you felt like didn't land, every joke was really solid, and I think you had a lot of good pun. I, I just th thought the whole set was really good overall. So just, yeah, nice job. Cool. Clap your hands together for Devontre, everyone. Woo! Yay! You're a nice comedian. It's here. Uh, hey, he's a, another lovely human being and a sh just a crisp dresser. Put your hands together for Jason King. Yay! 
Yeah, give it up for yourselves, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I think the funniest part of your set to me, Devondre, I, I was walking in, and he was like, you know when you're fucking something? <laughs> I was like, this girl got dehumanized hella quick, dude. <laughs> was it? I don't, I don't know if it's a girl. I don't know. I, I'm assuming. Uh, I, I don't know. That's a, a good... <laughs> I, I walked straight into the fire. I fucked up on that one. I uh, let's see. I um, see Roe v. Wade's uh, is potentially getting overturned. Uh, I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for going straight. I'm going to the fire again. <laughs> I apologize. But I, I find it interesting how like self-centered guys are through all this. You know, like I s yeah. Is that is that a boy baby you have there? Okay, all right, all right, good. That's that's what I want to hear. <laughs> don't you dare! <laughs> don't you dare interrupt this joke. <laughs> it was a, it's fucking <laughs> boy, baby. <laughs> I uh, yeah, I just I find it interesting how self-centered some guys can be throughout this. And uh, you know, like I'll see like a woman post uh, something like, uh, "Stop having sex with men," and then a guy will comment, "It's like, damn, they take everything from us." <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> wild. I, um, you know, I, I kind of look at guys who think they have, you know, the ability to decide what women should do with their bodies, and then I realize that used to be me when women were wearing Uggs. <laughs> <laughs> right? Women were like, I have a right to be comfortable. And I was like, those are an insult to God. <laughs> You're murdering my eyes. <laughs> Uh, you know, the girls would be like, oh, well, if I, if I change this and I, and I get new sneakers, are you going to support me financially? I was like, absolutely not. Uh, right, that's a smart joke. Too much. Okay. I, um, let's see. I, I, was, I was dating a girl a couple of years ago, and uh, things were getting serious, and then all of a sudden she, like, uh, spent, this night at, spent the night at another, another dude's house. And... Um, I was pretty upset, and she's like, relax, I just ate his ass. And I'm like, first off, no one just eats ass. <laughs> All right? No one gets dressed up, puts on makeup, pays for cover, just so they can eat ass. <laughs> All right? You never see a bunch of guys, you know, take their last drink before they go out and then raise their cups like, let's eat ass, <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's not something they do, right? Eating ass is a casualty of war. <laughs> um, <laughs> It is. Also, if, if you just ate ass, that's mad disrespectful, right? <laughs> Gonna break my heart just to eat ass? Get, at least get some dick. <laughs> and then she was like, you're being insecure. I hate, as I didn't finish this part of the joke, but I hate how people were like weaponize insecurity against you. Ever notice that? So it's like annoying. Like they'll like, they'll like defer blame from themselves into your flaws. That'd be like if I was like, hey, let me choke you in bed. And she's like, absolutely not. I was like, hey, you're not being adventurous. <laughs> 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 All right, thank you. Uh, um, let's see. Here's something else that's not finished, but I want to talk about it. Did you know that pet dogs contribute a ton of CO2 emissions every year? You know this? So I was walking around recently, and one of these dudes, like one of these like uh, anti-meat dudes, approached me, and he was like, "Stop eating meat!" And all of a sudden, he like pulls out a pamphlet from like this satchel his dog is holding, and he's like, "You see this right here? If you stop eating meat, we can reduce our carbon footprint." And I was like, "Or we can kill your dog." <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I was like, even better. I want to eat meat. You want to improve the environment. I could eat your dog. <laughs> I was like, are you really about this life or not? <laughs> All right, guys, my time. Peace out. Yay, Jason King. Yay. Oh, my gosh. That was lovely. Uh, your next comedian. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Pranav Ambiel. Yay! Hey, guys. I haven't been here in a while. It's good to be back. Uh, there's uh, nothing that quite makes me like question my place in the universe, like just barely missing the bus does. Like you guys know what I'm talking about, where you're like puffing and puffing. You're like, you're a little bit late. You gotta get, you gotta get there. You gotta you see the bus. You see the bus, and you gotta cross the street, and then it just whoosh, right by you, and a part of you dies. The better, slightly more punctual version of you dwindles into obscurity, and you're just stuck in this stupid, like fucking oafish body that just can't do anything right. Like this is why your life is the way that it is. This is why like mom doesn't call back. You know, the Pranav on that bus is probably doing like. Such like cool, like sick, nasty shit. Like he's probably like curing AIDS right now. Now every time I miss the bus, all I can think is, no, my AIDS research. I just get it. I I wouldn't be researching AIDS. I wasn't even like searching for it in the first place. So why would I do it again? Not that joke. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like sometimes I do feel like I'm blowing these like small things out of proportion. But I can't stop thinking about the butterfly effect. You know how they say like. Butterfly can flap its wings on one part of the world and cause a tsunami on the other part of the world. But like, even that's like a little ridiculous, right? Because like, I don't know if you guys have heard, but like, butterflies just like flap their wings all the fucking time. And there's no tsunamis, like ever. But I do like, like playing with the idea and thinking about like, what if there's a bunch of like QAnon alt-right, like butterflies in Zimbabwe who just finished watching Ashton Kutcher's movie and just like, fuck big tech, we got this boys. Uh, I, I've been taking the bus a lot recently, uh, if you haven't noticed, uh, because I, I can't walk or bike as much anymore because I have recently uh, herniated a disc in my spine. Uh, it hurts like a motherfucker, uh, and uh, I walk like an old man now. Uh, I have a little bit of a limp, and like it's gotten so bad that I got on a bus one time, and a pregnant woman took out her crutches and got up to give me her seat. Yeah. It got so bad, it got so bad one time, uh, I dropped a $20 bill, and it's just still there. I can't pay, I can't, this is, ugh, that's it. Uh, <laughs> uh, it this has gotten me a thing about my, my mortality a lot, and if this is what like the rest of my life is gonna be like. Uh, I've, no, I've noticed though, however, like, around, like, the eight, around the time someone reaches the age of like 25, they've accrued like one old man thing about them. You probably got gout. You got you got <laughs> you probably got kidney stones. You look like you like just have candy in your pockets for children. Uh, but I've I've noticed this pattern, and I started developing this theory that like all an old man is is a person who's gathered five old man things about them, like they're a bunch of lame Power Rangers combining into a shitty Megazord. Like they're like incontinence, Alzheimer's. Arthritis, dementia, Alzheimer's. <laughs> Together, we make Herbert. He's turning 77 this year, and he just wishes you'd pull the cord already. He saw the light once in Vietnam and wishes he could just go back to it one more time. 
even though his memory is deteriorating, every time he sees his wife and kids, he can't stop thinking about how much he hates them. Anyway, it takes, it takes five old man things. I got four more to go, so I just, I'm a little worried. But, uh, you know, I, I can't complain too much, even though my health is, like, rapidly deteriorating. I know, like, financially, like, I'm secure. I don't want to brag, but, like, uh, recently I've gotten in contact with, like, this, like, African royalty who's convinced me that, like, my, my investment has, will be worth my money. Uh, anyway, guys, Pranav on Bill. You guys have a good night. Pranav on Bill. Yay. A Nigerian princess will be contacting you in an email. All right, your next comedian. Put clap your. It's gonna be. I'm gonna do Dan and then Kelly and then that's it. Uh, put your hands together for Dan Guan. Yay! Hey, what's up, guys? Good to be back here. Good to be back here. Uh, also, want to give a shout out to the guy with the baby. Yeah, awesome parenting. You know. Yeah, instead of uh, listening to Beethoven, you're gonna listen to a comic talk about eating dog instead. It's great growing up experience. Um, no, I think I, it's a, that's a cute baby though. Um, yeah, I want to start off. I'll just tell you a little about myself. You know, my, my parents, uh, they're from Canton, China, and they immigrated to Boston, which I think is like a really weird place to move because most people just know it as like a racist city. So you got to really know what, how they really sold it to them. It's like my dad will probably think about it and say, wait, you mean there's best, the best hospitals, the best schools, and the people there don't speak English properly? I'm, I'm sold. Let's do it. Let's go to America. Um, they moved to a place called Canton which and the legends say there actually is that when they found at the town if you dig a hole right through straight through town you're going to end up right on the opposite side of the earth in canton china which is weird because then i told the locals and i said my dad just flew here so <laughs> it's just much more efficient growing up in the town as the only asian kid a lot of people often got my name wrong like a lot of times i would have to i always even spell it out even though it's like four letters because my last name is just guan it's just four letters it's spelled g-u-a-n I once told this to a white woman, and all she said, and I said, my name is Dan Guan. And she said, wait, your name is Dan Juan? <laughs> I'm like, where'd you get the accent from? You need to speak English. Like, um, when going, in high, when going to high school is also weird, too, because talking about dating as, an, as the only Asian guy in school was always difficult. Most people don't really know how to talk to you about it, either. Like, I know when prom would always come up, a lot of my boys would come up and they'd say, hey, man, who are you going to take to prom? You're gonna take out, you're gonna take out Vietnamese Stephanie to prom? I was like, no. All right, how about Korean Jenny? No. Chinese Jen? No. All right, man, I guess that's all everyone we know. You're gonna be going alone, going alone, basically. All right, all right, well, guys, we're, 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 I didn't like that joke either way. Anyway, we'll, we'll keep working for it. Asian women don't really have a type, except for girls, except for girls who think we can all dance or drink boba, you know? Like, it just doesn't really work out. Um, and this can be really uncomfortable too when it comes to like being the only Asian kid in class because like white people always try to find weird ways to make you feel welcome. Like one time my history teacher, she brought like a life-size replica terracotta soldier into class. Yeah, because you know, what better way than to teach colonialism than to actually go and steal an artifact instead, you know? So then she like, so then she introduced a terracotta soldier and then she says, all right guys, what are we going to name him? And she looked at me immediately and was like, you name him. And I'm like, first of all, uh, that's assumptive. Assumption. You don't know what his pronouns are. Uh, I think. It, I think it definitely is a he/him/his. Um, so then she looked at me, and we're like, all right, you know what? We're gonna name him Guy Su Guan. And I'm like, how do you even come up with something like that just off the top of your head? But then I really thought about it and how she came up with it, because all she really did was took the gender of of of, of the soldier, random Asian sound, 
plus my last name, and there you get an authentic name, basically. That's how it, how it came out to be. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, and I get it, though, because a lot of times, whoa, what the hell happened there? Uh, a lot of times, like, you know, a lot of people ask me, is that name authentic? And I would always say yes, which sounds a bit weird, but really, realistically speaking, they couldn't fact check with my family, so then I sounded like a genius in class the whole entire semester. It was, it was great. Um, let's see. Okay. Um, my dad opened a Chinese restaurant in Boston. Uh, and a lot of times he said it was a really tough life. I asked him a lot of times like, Hey, what's the Chinese restaurant business like? And he always tells me the same thing. He was like, man, it's so hard because you put in a lot of money. You don't, you put in a lot of blood, sweat and tears and it's always disappointing, which is exactly how he described me when I, when I left college and when instead with his college fund. All right. This has been a lot of experiments. Thanks so much guys. I appreciate it. Dan Guan, everyone! Hooray! Dealing with a baby in the room. Boston. Uh, hey, your next comedian. I'm. He killed it last night at the Punchline. He had one of the better sets of the night, actually. Uh, and he's and he's so funny. Put your hands together. That when you kiss the microphone with that, I I was I was crying. Put your hands together for Kelly Evans. Yay! <laughs> Hell yeah, punchline last night. Mutiny Radio today. We're fucking ripping it, baby. Yeah. Back to Earth. Um, oh, fuck, my pomegranate seeds are still there. That's cool. They've been there for a week. Uh, I was wondering about those. Anyway, um, somebody told me recently that I sound depressed. And I was like, I idle at suicidal ideation, okay? Like, you don't know. I wake up in the morning, I'm like, maybe you should kill yourself. I'm like, <laughs> that's great. Time for waffles. Oh, Jesus, are we okay? That's fine. I'm just going to keep doing my set. Uh, you all right? That's fair. That's fair. Well, fuck. I don't know. I, I don't have any broken back material, so I'm going to have to... <laughs> Otherwise, I would roast you, but uh, God's already doing that. Um, so <laughs> that's... <laughs> Muni Radio, folks, where comedy comes alive. <laughs> Dreams go to die. All right. Um, uh, I keep getting text messages uh, that are like, we want to offer to buy your real estate. I'm like, wow, that's nice. I don't have any real estate. I don't know why you keep texting me. I am so poor. I have no, I invested in Bitcoin and I was like, you know, uh, cryptocurrency, you guys, it's a digital currency, right? It's on the blockchain, you know, it's fucking peer to peer network. I lost a lot of money is what I'm saying. I don't know what any of those words are. I don't know what any of those mean. I'm, I'm poor now. So cool. Um, Oh, what else? Uh, I, uh, you all know I'm from Texas. I've mentioned that too many times to count. Uh, and I keep having to insist to people that I'm liberal. Like, I'm very liberal, all right? Like, I'm so liberal, I don't masturbate. Because I hate the idea of fucking a white man, you know? Like that? All right, that was, that was more of a tweet, I think. All right. Uh, <laughs> all right, I got maybe a little bit of time to do this. Um, this is going to be a bit of rambling, but... Um, I think I want, I want children. I don't know if anybody else feels this way. Make some noise if you want kids. Yeah, that's a couple of you. Yeah, it's, that's unusual, I think, for most comics. Yeah, I feel like you didn't, and now you're stuck with one. You know, that's... <laughs> really? There we go. Four? Holy shit, it's called birth control, man. Get it together. 
Wow, four. No, I want like maybe two, you know? Like that's a reasonable amount of kids. Yeah, I think so. I want kids. I have friends though who are like, how could you bring a child into this world? Like everything's so horrible right now. This world is falling apart. I'm like, ah, shit. Yeah, you're probably right. It's probably like, I see I missed my opportunity. See, I should have had a kid like in the past, like, like the French Revolution or something, you know, like that. Those were good times, right? Like no bread even, which is like, that's the worst food to have. And you're like, we have bread and water. They're like, we're out of bread. Shit. Shit. We got water. No. Fuck. All right. We're eating wood. We're eating wood. We're eating the cabinet. We're eating the, I know it's your grandma's. I don't want to eat, but what are we, it smells like her perfume. I don't, what is, it's full of fucking clip on earrings. I don't, anyway. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, today is horrible, you know, with, like, video games that recreate realities that are way better than your imagination could ever come up with, you know? No, I'd much rather be staring at the woods, you know, because we don't have books yet, you know? That would have been a great time to be alive. Kill me. Uh, <laughs> did I mention I'm suicidal? All right. Uh, I will finish with this. Uh, yeah, why not? Um, I saw... I was watching a couple dogs the other day, and uh, they, you know, they, they meet two new dogs, they sniff each other, and they're like, cool, and then they're best friends. And I was like, man, I wish I could do that. I wish it was that easy, you know? Like, imagine how many people you could just weed out quickly, you know? You could just be like, oh, you smell like you like crystals. All right, I'm out. <laughs> All right, that was mild enough to finish on. Thank you very much. You're great. Have a good night. You smell like you love crystals, everybody. Kelly Evans, hooray! Um, I wanted to do some stuff, but um, I've forgotten your name again. Randy? Um, the guy who goes to Brainwall, or comes and hangs out at Alice all the time. I've forgotten your name. Did you want to do a couple minutes with the hat? You're not, are you okay? Did you want to do a couple minutes? I've forgotten your name. Yeah, did you want to do like a minute of jokes or are you just hanging out? Oh okay. Oh no no no! I'll, I'll I was gonna I'll do I'll do some jokes. Okay, uh, clap clap for me. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Oh, Ian, you stayed. You had nothing better to do. That's so nice. That's so nice. And Tracy stayed. Andre, this is really nice. So I don't have any jokes about this, but it happened last night. I've been complaining for so long that like guys never pay attention to me in public and I don't know why. And so yesterday I frosted the cupcake and I put on some makeup and I had a frock. I had a, I have this one dress that it's a Diane von Furstenberg. It's the one piece of couture that I have. I'm sure that Jason knows who Diane von Furstenberg is, but I'm sure the rest of you don't. That's fine. Um, but it was a really expensive dress that I got year, 17 years ago, and I still fit it because I never changed sizes. Yay me. Anyways, it's travelers. I said, I'm sorry. It's, I still can wear my cheerleading outfits. It's fine. But so I'm wearing my little couture dress, and I frosted the cupcake, and I'm sitting. And, my, and of course, it's, I'm in a Monet. I look good from far away. When you get up close, it's like I haven't shaved my legs in two weeks. Like I've, and I've got like patches under my arms where I've kind of tried to shave, but I haven't done a real good job. So you get up close, you're like, oh, this is all smoke and mirrors. But so, and it was dark at Grant and Green. Anyway, so I was looking cute all night and I was like, and everyone kept saying, oh my God, like, the, and I, I'm like, do I usually look like I've been punched in the face? But it's so it was, but I looked, I knew I looked cute. So I'm out there, I'm at Grant and Green and there were a lot of actually audience people there last night, which is weird. 
there were some guys that were MMA fighters at the end, and we talked about MMA fighting, and then they bought me a shot of whiskey. That was a mistake. I, it's because I did a, a joke in Spanish, and they liked it, and they thought it was funny. But then there was this guy named Gabriel, and he was really good looking. He was like tall. He was probably 6'2", and he was like stacked and young and Latino and gorgeous. And I was like, and he was hitting on me to the point where like, he was like, he had his hands like inside my jacket and was sort of like caressing my waist, which was weird. And he was kind of, because I was, it was wearing a strapless dress and he was like kind of, and he was being very, and it was the first time that's happened in forever. And I was like, I was like, how old are you? And he goes, 26. I know. And I, but I couldn't take this boy home because what the fuck am I going to do? I'm going to take him home and fuck him and then kick him out. I can't let him see me in the morning. I look every second of 47 years old in the morning. When Dan had his joke about the thing with the facial recognition, me in the morning, I don't look like, I'm like, put the cat in the, how do you do? And then you can't have him sleep. What if I'm having like a hot flash and a night sweat? Like, oh my God, what do you do? So I left him there. Um, but he seemed really disappointed and I just couldn't even believe it. I was like... And then I thought, well, it's North Beach, and this must be like, he must be desperate for pussy, and he just thinks that any old woman, you just kind of show a little attention, they'll be like, <laughs> so I think I surprised him by not doing that. I don't know. But I don't know what you do. What, do you actually just go have casual sex with people? Is that what people do? Is that what you're supposed to But why? What's the point? I don't even really see the point in it. Like, it's not going to be that great. I'm probably going to be disappointed because he's not going to know what he's doing. And it's not going to be, it's like, oh, he's kind of good looking, but he's not going to know how to make me come. And then I'm going to be embarrassed. And he's in my house. My cats are going to freak out. Like, what's the point? I might as well just masturbate. Like, it just doesn't even, right? I, I don't know. But I don't, I don't know how it works because it's not dating. It's just, I guess, I don't know. Maybe I'm asexual. I, I don't know. I've been, I'm working it out. No, I didn't even want to make out with him. I mean, he, he didn't really, he was like sort of caressing me and I knew that this guy was like, he was like in, to, he was like hanging on my, he listened to my sets, he was laughing and, um, no, no, he was the man, he's like Manuel. No, he was, he was, um, he was, he was, I gave him the line, I gave him my line where I was like, God, you know, I, I have had to start dating young Latinos because I'm tired of young white guys calling me mommy. And he, he, he laughed at that pretty hard. So none of you laughed at that joke. You don't think that joke is funny. But I think it's pretty fucking clever. Uh, and the other, the other one that got the guys to give me the free drink was the Que pasen tus pantalones, una fiesta, mis pantalones se todos vienen. Puta cabra. And then they all were like, puta cabra, blah, blah, because they actually know chupacabra is a goat eater. And a puta cabra would be a goat whore. Um, which is actually a compliment because they're an amazing metal band from Louisiana. Face-melting metal. Check them out on Spotify. Have you heard of Goat Whore? They're really good. Uh, or he could have met... No, they are. <laughs> they're good. They're good. <laughs> metal, de death metal's fun. Or um, they could have met like Goat, like greatest of all time. Like I'm the Goat Whore. <laughs> but I'm not, clearly. I have no... I mean, I guess that's what you're supposed to do. I was supposed to take this guy home. Or was I supposed to follow him somewhere? I, how does it... Is that what you're supposed to do? Like, oh, because you, wait, but that's the thing is if he's 26, he, yeah, so he was, right, I'm sure, so I'm not gonna, so that's just like, mm, mm. I mean, I'm fine with his mom's house because we're probably the same age, so, like, <laughs> it's fine with me. We could get along, I'd make her breakfast, I'd be like, yeah, I'd make a good Swedish pancakes, <laughs> got some eggs in this joint. 
Okay, thanks guys for listening. Yay! Um, there's another open mic at Grant and, not Grant and Green, that was last night. There's an open mic at the Black and Brown Club on 16th and Mission, in between 16th and 15th on Mission. That's happening from 7 to 10 tonight. And there's a show at Mo Green's on Market. That, um, that's, it's, um, I let him use my um, PA, so I got a guest set. Uh, yay! Okay, have a good night, yay! Okay, here, okay. Uh, Enfield, Kathy Burke, and Louisa Ricks, who you'll see later, return to their... Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutiny radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> International banking, diplomatic cables, nuclear missile launch codes all rely on unbreakable encryption. What if these codes were no longer secure? That nightmare scenario seems to be a reality. A shadowy underworld syndicate is auctioning off access to the world's encrypted secrets. The only plausible explanation for this ability? Someone has achieved the holy grail of code-breaking quantum computing. Veteran CIA agent John Clooney must track down the perpetrators and retrieve this technology for the U.S. government. And it's personal, as the Enigma brokers have already cost the lives of his fellow agents, perhaps including his partner. John Wessex's The Enigma Brokers is the first book of the John Clooney thrillers. Get it on Amazon. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've given it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! Four ninety-nine. I was just leaving the theater. <laughs>
convertible 1969 gold Cadillac with the white material I drove it up here. And I started to do some thinking. around in it on the freeway and I'm having a really, really good time. Flat black plastic. Smoking big spliffs and cruising that Cadillac on the freeway. Good feeling, I'll tell you. Can I see? Hello, Blake. Henry! Yeah, Charlie here. Yeah. I have a report here, Henry, from your, uh, from your chief nurse, Major O'Houlihan. She makes some accusations, Henry. I, I find pretty hard to believe. Uh, the dude minds, man. Has John Clooney's friend and ally become a dangerous enemy? Private investigator Anton Gruber has been CIA agent John Clooney's trusted aide. Clooney may have questioned Gruber's taste in cuisine, but never his loyalty, until Gruber double-crossed him. Escaping with his life, Clooney is sidelined while his superior attempts to discover how Gruber was compromised. The investigation delves into Gruber's astonishing past, from his unpleasant days as an East German border guard to life as a narcotics agent, from his time in the tango clubs of Buenos Aires to a trip up the Amazon in search of Nazi gold. John Wessex's The Prague Deception is the third book of the John Clooney thrillers. Get it on Amazon. Hey, Mutineer Stolowitz here. Have you ever listened to Labor and Love on Saturday mornings, 10 to noon, with Bill Morgan? It's a really excellent show, one of my favorites here at the station. And it's all about service. It might be the devil, it might be the Lord, but we got to serve somebody. And Bill understands the virtue of service as the heart and soul of the labor movement better than a lot of people I know. And it's one of the reasons I love to listen to him. He breaks down socialism, democracy, protest history, workers' news, and the power of unions. Along with that, he serves up an excellent mix of jazz, Latin, gospel, hip-hop, and traditional folk ballads. Great stuff. Check it out. Labor and Love is every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Serve somebody. Meals on Wheels is dedicated to fostering independent living for San Francisco seniors by providing hot, nutritious meals delivered to their homes. They're committed to fostering independent living for as long as possible. For more information, please call Meals on Wheels at 415-920-1111. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio in San Francisco. Are you looking for local handcrafted leather goods? Look no further than Skin on Skins, a local mission a leather working shop. All original pieces handcrafted for you. Jackets, belts, purses, jewelry, everything made out of leather. You need your bicycle seat fixed? You want it in cool leather? Under can do it. You have a motorcycle that you want to fit out with side bags and cool stuff, talk to Under. Go to SkinOnSkins.com. That's S-K-I-N-O-N-S-K-I-N-S.com. You just went to Folsom Street Fair and you don't have enough leather? Go see Under. Everything is handcrafted and understated quality. Fine leather handcrafted goods for all of your needs. He also does fixes. Maybe you love that jacket. He'll put the zipper back in. 
Talk to Under at SkinOnSkins.com at 20th and Mission. Check them out at SkinOnSkins.com. Volunteer for the San Francisco Food Bank. The San Francisco Food Bank relies on volunteers like you to help sort, package, and distribute healthy food to people in need in San Francisco. Each year, over 22,000 people contribute thousands of hours to fighting hunger in our 